Welcome to the only podcast that gets the bye round, but still has to play on Saturday. It's the 22 Weeks Podcast here on iTunes, Stitcher, placetobenation.com, and 22weekspodcast.wordpress.com. I'm Matt Ryan, joined as usual by the panel of Pink Skin Prognostication, Tom Garrett. Time to make the donuts. Dr. Marvin Williams. Co-cuts! And Alex Silverman. 80s commercial tagline here. <laughs> Matthew, where's the beef? Foster has been suspended for the first half of the show because I really, really can't deal with what's going to happen in the second half of the show. I just can't. Yeah. Not, not ready for it. We're, we're, we're uh. all not ready for it. We are all depressed. We are all not we're all bitter except for him yeah yeah we are uh let's start with the coaching carousel starting as soon as mon sunday turned into monday we had three coaching vacancies in the national football league four if you count oakland as rex ryan got fired so uh, the atlanta coach got fired and mike, jim smith. mike smith and jim harbaugh is now a michigan man and Tressman. Oh, uh, yeah, and Mark Tress- And Phil Emery got fired. A lot right. happened. I kind of forgot about the Bears thing because the Bears were the Bears were the biggest afterthought in the NFL this year. <laughs> that, that's what pissed our grandma. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, yeah uh, a little bit of a bloody hatchet to start off the NFL postseason. None of these moves were shocking. Uh, Smith's a little bit because there was a lot of things going on in Atlanta that really he had no control over. I, I think he deserved yeah. another season, uh, especially with that entire division basically falling Ooh, apart. Brother, 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 I love you, but you are not here in Atlanta right now, which I can finally say where I am. I'm in Atlanta, and all they have been saying is, why did they not kick Dimitrov out the door with them? Every phone call, every and and I mean from the local people. I'm not talking about the media people who are all on vacation. Who the difference between Atlanta and New York is this: New York, all of the stars came back to their radio programs to do the show Monday because it was such a big deal. Here in Atlanta, the stars stayed away. It's still a thir- third string team, so they do calls all day. And to a phone call, every single person from the Atlanta area, former and current season ticket holders, because a lot of cats gave up their ticket uh, season tickets with the new PSL uh, program coming through, said, you know what? This guy should have been gone last year. Dimitrov should be gone with him. I mean, it's, it's, it's from a Monday, bloody Monday. You know, and one guy called in and said, did this amazingly eloquent rant about the Falcons, and it ended it with, but I want to know... There's a sophomore down in Buda Tech, Georgia, who's going to be a great tight end right now. He's about 165 pounds. I think Georgia needs to get on him real quick and went into the whole college talk thing. <laughs> it was perfect. <laughs> I, I have to ask. I have a question, Marvin. Is, sure, seriously, buddy. is when it comes to football in Atlanta, is it mm-hmm. Falcons or is it UGA? I mean, does, does, is, is college still king in Georgia oh, in Atlanta? Oh, it, Beyond, beyond King, beyond King, it's it it's it's Uga, it's Georgia Tech. There's it starts there, and the Falcons are oh yeah, there's the Falcons, and you know just to give you some idea, back when the Falcons made the Super Bowl, I don't know if you all mm-hmm. remember this, but uh, Dan, but uh, Dan Reeves did his like Dirty Bird dance, right? Yeah. <laughs> Guess what? Him from the Dirty Bird dance was a bigger story. For all the local people here at the time, which I found amazing. I'm thinking to myself, you're going to the Super Bowl, and they're not talking about, oh, the matchup. They're not talking about, they're talking about Dan Reeves being one of the guys. And it was, I, you know, and, you know, living between New York and Atlanta, you know, getting that whole, you know, the split personality of like sports talk radio thing and, and you, know, mm-hmm. you know, even sports talk television thing going. I just found it comical. It wasn't until the actual week of the Super Bowl that the local radio here started really getting into the Super Bowl talk. It was, it was our national pundits first, and then all the local people jumped on last. And believe me, even in the week of the Super Bowl, you know what they were talking about? Ugga spring practice. <laughs> so, so the Atlanta Falcons in the Super Bowl, when Dan Reeves actually had open heart surgery during that whole period of time, I believe, and yes. the only thing they could talk about was August spring practice. 
I think once you get past Maryland, there's a complete disconnect between the sports media in this country. It's broken up into different quadrants and different levels of need, and it's all silly. It's all completely silly, but is there any real surprises that came out of the firings or hirings in the past 72 hours? Not for me. I think that all this stuff that we've seen so far, anyway— is pretty much tracking what we discussed a couple of weeks ago with guys who were on the hot seat or whatever. I think the only thing that was a little bit surprising was Harbaugh to Michigan. I think just with the we talked about this, but the amount of money that was in play, right, and the the connection as an alum, I, I think that's what cemented that deal. But it was still a little bit surprising to me that Jim Harbaugh elected to, you hate to call it a step backward, but just to leave the NFL ranks with unfinished business when he had been so successful in San Francisco to take that step, go to the NCAA again. I don't think he would have taken any other job other than Michigan, but I was still a little bit surprised because I feel like he probably, in his mind, maybe there's still some, you know, like I want, I'd love to, someday down the road to play the 49ers, to be coaching a team that is playing the 49ers again. Uh, you know what, Tom, that's a great point. But do you think maybe he still feels like there was unfinished business left in college with having those teams that were in the national championship conversation and not getting a shot at that too? Well, I don't know, because I think that – I don't think so. Not exactly, because I think that if you're of that mindset, I mean, his last team at Stanford was a team only lost one game. They lost to Oregon. That was the year Oregon went to the national championship game and lost to Auburn. And if he, I think if that was a major priority for him in terms of a career milestone, I think he probably would have stuck around for another year or two in Stanford. Obviously wasn't, he wanted to coach the pro level. But again, I think that for us kind of looking at it last week, I think, we kind of conceptualize, or at least I did. I don't want to speak for anybody else, but I kind of conceptualize it as NFL and then in the other side of the ledger, college. But I think for Harbaugh, he probably had three categories, NFL, college, and Michigan. And I think if, if it was a college job, not Michigan, it wouldn't have matter what the money was. He would have been out. And, and the reports that have come out anyway have indicated that he's uh, voluntarily asking Michigan to distribute a lot of the money they were intending to pay for him to give to assistants so he can have the best staff possible. And, you know, I think Michigan within three years is going to be back in the national title conversation because he's going to do a great job there. And I think everybody kind of uh, is on the same page as far as that goes, but still, you know, one of the reports out this week, and maybe you guys can talk about this a little bit or speak to it. You might've read a little bit more about this than I did was that apparently the Raiders were still interested as recently as, you know, before the official announcement was made, the Raiders were still interested in, in signing Harbaugh as their next head yeah. coach. But the yeah. issue, there were two issues. One was, or two points that I thought were very interesting about the story. One was that they would have, because the 49ers technically still had the rights to him, that they w- the Raiders would have had to have given up a lot or any team would have had to have given up a lot to get him in terms of compensation. And the second thing was, Evidently, as much as he was reportedly going to make it Michigan, the Raiders were prepared. Davis was prepared to beat that offer, which is amazing. That's amazing to me, but uh, obviously it didn't work out. So it, he's it did not work out. No, I don't mean to interrupt you, Tom, but I wanted to present the options according to Deadspin.com and Mike Garofalo of uh, Fox that's, Sports. That's who wrote that. That's what I can think of. As of now, it seems that 49 assistant Eric Mangini is slated to interview with the Raiders. So is Jack Del Rio and everybody's favorite murmur starter, Pat Shermer. Wow. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna... I, almost, I almost had a heart attack when you said Mangini because I thought the next word you were going to say was Jets. And I'm like, no, not again. <laughs> not again. Uh, really? Still on really? the table, folks. It's still on the table. Really? Jeez. Uh, quick sidebar to the Oakland Raiders organization. Hi, guys. How you doing? Uh, I've been rooting for your team since I was 12 years old as a secondary team to the New York football giants. And, you know, you guys got a great history. You know, John Roush, John Madden, Tom Flores. You, 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 you just stop. 
just 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 <laughs> just just stop it already. You you're you you you've, you've turned one of the most well-known and well-respected franchises in sports into basically a mud puddle. Everybody walks over that mud puddle. Everybody knows about that mud puddle. Everybody sees that it's a mud puddle, but but you can just put a jacket over it or, you know, a well-constructed leaf bridge. And no one will have to talk about the mud puddle anymore. You can turn it into something a little bit more. You can dredge the water and turn it into a nice cup of crisp spring water. But no, you you just want to muddy up that puddle a little bit. You you see that Rex Ryan is available, one of the uh, greatest defensive coaches of all time. And what are the Oakland Raiders known for? Oh, no, their defense. They have one of the best young young linebackers in the game, and Khalil Mack. Oh, let's wonder who's a great linebacker. Oh, Rex Ryan really knows how to coach a linebacker. <laughs> uh, who took a uh, relatively well-touted quarterback to two AFC title games. Oh, Rex Ryan did that. You're right. You know Rex Ryan <laughs> did do that. But no, no, no. We're gonna we're gonna grab the guy before him, and we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna try to inch closer and closer to mediocrity so when we inevitably move to San Antonio or, or Los Angeles, we can start fresh. Do you, do you, do you, do you, Another coach the player hates. Do you, do you, do you, do you know something, uh, Mr. Haircut? Because I'm not going to call you Mr. Davis. I'm going to call you Mr. Haircut because your haircut's ridiculous and you just need, you need to stop. You, oh. you, need, you need to stop what you're doing right now. You need to reassess everything about your life from the hair you have to the decisions you make, to for some reason thinking that any of these options are good options. Any of them. Have you watched football? <laughs> just just as a question, have you watched football? Because if you haven't, I can, I'll, I'll hire your head coach for you. I've already said his name. Rex Ryan. Come, there's no other option. For the Raiders franchise, there's no one who exemplifies that Raider mythos than Rex freaking Ryan. And I just don't get it. I don't understand why they're doing this. It hurts my soul. It's uncomfortable. It's disconcerting. I, I have a question. I'd like to interrupt this rant for a second. Um, hi, my name is Alex, and you don't know me that well. Uh, but I, I'm a New York football Giants fan, and, well... We need a defensive coordinator. Real oh, no, you're not going to do that. Hey, hey, Rex, you know, you don't have to move your house. You don't have to, you know, go look for another place to make, you know, um, whatever kind of videos you like to make uh, with your wife. But, you know, hey, New Jersey's a fine place for that. Um, you know? And you have and, nine. Yeah. So um, why don't you... Why don't you, if, if, if Mr. Mara or Mr. Tish uh, come up on your caller ID, take the call, listen to what they have to say. And mm -hmm. uh, you know what? Nothing says New York powerhouse more than taking a very well, I will, I will go out online and say a successful New York football Jets coach with the successful coach of the New York football Giants, who's literally been as of today, and we're taping this on uh, Tuesday night was put on notice today as next year being win or go home for him. Uh, I think something could really be done here. Yeah, that that he needs to go away. He needs. Wow. To, he, he, it's all. It's just just just, just Mark. Uh, the Mark Davis needs to go away, not Tom Coughlin. Tom Coughlin, I love. I hate, you know what, Tom? You know what, Tom? I think it's just you and me left. But I think I think I think we lost the other two. <laughs> All right, I'm going to bring us back here. I'm going to bring us back here because uh, joining us now from from his uh, one-man victory parade uh, is, is... Not that guy. It's happening. What's up, Not Jackson? only are they in the playoffs, they have a favorable matchup in the first round. Uh, oh, oh, I'm going to cry so hard when this all comes crashing down. That's gonna be a it's gonna be a long Saturday for you, sweet cheeks. Uh, it, it it certainly is. <laughs> to to wrap this uh, first half of the show up, I want to talk about another coaching scenario. Um, for those uh, unlucky enough to live in the New York metropolitan area, uh, you have to see the New York Post every day when you go get your coffee. And on the back cover of the New York Post today, 
mentioned uh, that Rich Samino, I believe, is the writer who presented this idea that um, the head coach of the Alabama Crimson Tide, mm. should, <laughs> should, Nick Saban, should be the next mm. coach of the uh, New York Jetropolitans. Oh. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. They think he's going to leave a college team. <laughs> I'm I'm going to go get some vodka for this one. Now, um, the New York Post writes a lot of stupid things. Yeah, I was going to ask many many stupid things. Where where was the headline with the racial slur on it? That was on the front. Right. Normally, that's normally the lead. Now, um, politics aside, the New York Post traditionally has had a very good sports section. This is not one of those days. No. Because while Nick Saban is an amazing head coach, I don't think he'll work in the NFL because it didn't work in Miami and it won't work here, you guys. I... Well, no, it's it's a very good idea. It's just never going to happen. Uh, you, you know, I, I have to, as respectfully as I can, kind of like say no. It's not a good idea because, A, can you imagine him trying to pull a Belichick media blitz thing in New York like Eric Mangini and getting crucified? And if it doesn't work, it's just going to get worse. I mean, okay, all things aside, as a Jet okay, I'm going to speak as a Jet fan first. As a Jet fan, it doesn't matter who's the coach because I live through Mangini, so I can live through anybody. Fair enough. But, but, but... (laughs) When it comes down to me looking at my team and the hermit, the, the, okay, the hermit was thing to me was personal. So I want to leave that out of it because I actually sat in a man's office and we had a conversation. So that's personal. So I'm going to leave this away. Rex never met him, just saw his work, heard his mouth, watched him do his thing. And I come to appreciate him for what he brought to the table as a first time NFL coach. And despite, despite his, efforts and the efforts of those to sort of sabotage the team i'm just going to say it that way he still managed to as tom pointed out week after week after week and as alex pointed out week after week after week as as other matt pointed out week after week after week those guys came to play for him so to bring in a cat like saban who his coaching style thrives on alienating players, Mangini, Belichick. His style thrives on being the smartest guy in the room, whether you like it or not, Belichick, Mangini. It's, that is like oil on a grease fire. Dude, it, it won't. It, it just wouldn't work in the locker room. We, we would turn into what Oakland became when they were trying to, when, like, you know, when, like you know, when the coaching carousel was basically who was going to coach the team this practice. Forget this week, you know, and guys were going in and out of there and nobody liked the coach, nobody respected the coach. Everybody only spoke to the GM. That's what's going to happen again. The problem is now there's no GM and there's a reason owners don't need to have press conferences. They're so used to talking to people who say, yes, sir, yes, or yes, Mr. Owner, yes, Mr. Owner. They get up there in front of media who are snapping at them like dogs, as they rightfully should, and they start getting snippy because they don't have the right answer because they're not used to being challenged. And then they make the mistake of throwing stuff out there to the fans who basically say, dude, I don't even want you running my team. To bring in Nick Saban to this kind of situation at the Jets, oh, man, it would be ugly. I just the the big thing for me is what is Saban's incentive to stay versus what is his incentive to leave? Obviously, the Jets. I mean, they might want to. You can't argue with his credentials, at least the college level. But again, I I look at Saban and I think they've literally built statues for you. You are Mm -hmm. as close to a god as anyone this side of Bear Bryant. And that's and that's name, it. That's what it is. And, he wants to be bigger than Bear Bryant. And his name is mentioned with Bear Bryant every week, Tom. His name is mentioned right. alongside Bear Bryant every week. If you stay at Alabama, if you're Nick Saban, you stay at Alabama for another five years, even just five years, you have a decent yep. chance to match or not. Maybe not in terms of the old timers, but in terms of just on paper, surpass what Bear Bryant accomplished in his career, which was beyond exceptional that's what that's what's on the table for you at alabama if you go to new york to coach the jets are you better off monetarily no i mean he's the highest paid coach in college football he's you know at at best it's going to be a wash 
Right. Are you better off in terms of your legacy? Well, I mean, you coached two years in Miami and you weren't particularly successful. I think he was nine and seven and six and 10 and that was it. Uh, I, I mean, unless you just have an itch where you have, you feel like you have to prove that you can go to the pro level. Why would you ever leave? I mean, wouldn't you just stay there for 10 more years and and ride off the sunset as maybe the greatest coach in college football history? I mean, he he already has that, that quote unquote lifetime contract thing going on, Tom, you're right on the point. I mean, the dude is squared away for life. As long as he doesn't poo to bed and have a Owen 12 season, you know, he's, Exactly. You know, you're right. He can have all of that for the for the rest of his life. It, it, I don't see it happening. I just I don't see him leaving now. There is a heir apparent, obviously, in Lane Fancy Couch Kiffin. Well, that's not what they're saying down here. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, yeah. There's a whole line of people saying that all Lane is doing is positioning himself for his next job, and that's why he's always standing next to Saban, and that's why they're having their little spats not only in practice but behind closed doors because Saban brought in Lane Kiffin, and Lane Kiffin has basically been lobbying the whole time, and that's why these last few weeks he Saban has not allowed Lane Kiffin to speak to the press, and that's become an issue apparently in the locker room too, or let's just say in the offices. Yeah, it's pretty funny. But you know what, guys? I have a question for you all. Obviously, obviously, player character doesn't really matter because as long as you can help my team win, people don't seem to care. But what about coach's character? I mean, Nick Saban, I'm not going to be the Alabama coach. I'm not going to be Alabama coach. Boom, he leaves. You know, all these cats who sort of weasel their way in and out of these jobs. I mean, at, I mean, at a certain point, I mean, I know, okay, I know most of us probably root for the laundry anyway. We just deal with the other stuff that comes along with it. But at, at a certain point, I mean, don't you think ownership should be looking at that and say, do I want a cat that his last two jobs he lied about before he took them? That he walked out on other teams or he, you know, you know, or whatever. I think it begins and ends with why did they do it? It's about because if we were in the same situation, if we were we had the opportunity to move on with our careers and take that next step and have the ability to do something bigger or better, you're going to consider it. It's about the stability and security and the opportunity. If we have them for a short time, you just look at them as the potential, the fixer. They're going to come in. They're going to clean everything up. They're going to make us better. And then they're going to leave for another thing. It's a vi- Coaching has been for a very long time a vigilante job. It has been a very Ronin kind of activity to where that person comes, they leave, and they go. Because there's no real need or culture of stay of community or staying. Ever since the advent of free agency, coaches have also become free agents because they can they realize, why am I going to stay here if it's not a good situation for me? They're people. If the better the situation is for them, the more opportunity that arises, the more they're going to think about taking that next opportunity. To answer yeah. Marvin's question in a way that I think will resonate with him as an Atlanta guy, I can answer the big picture question about coaching character and does it matter and how does that play out in, in two words. Bobby Petrino. I, exactly. exactly you, man, you totally read my mind. Leaving a note, being on a plane away, you know, I mean, that whole thing. Look, look at the way his career unfolded. I mean, he starts at Louisville, has a very successful with them, has two, gr- I mean, two good years and then two great years intermixed in, in his career there. He takes, you know, he leaves Louisville to take a pro job and nobody, nobody blamed him for that. But then from that point on, like you said, leaves a note <laughs> in the locker yeah. room, a very short note and just bolts after 13 games from uh, the Falcons and then goes to Arkansas. And we know the circumstances under which he left Arkansas were a little bit shady. And then he goes to mm. Western Kentucky for one year. And then guess what? Louisville's like, Hey, will you come back and coach us? Because we like winning. And he, exactly. and all the stuff that happened to him, the way he left Atlanta, the way he left Arkansas, what ultimately did it cost him? He, he's, he has been unemployed exactly one year out of the last 12 as a head coach. And so that to me says it all is that if you and Bobby Petrino, keep in mind, he's like, 
I mean, not a bad coach at all. He's obviously a good coach, but he's not in the elite elite. He's not in Saban's class. He's not, you know, certainly right. not in at that level of even like maybe a less miles. Uh, and there you have it. I mean, just look at the way his career has tracked. And I think you have your answer unless you do something that is, uh, you know, physical violence against your wife or something of, of that level. It's that anything is excused by winning in the minds of an athletic director at a lot of schools or an NFL owner at a lot of places. Great, great point, man. Great point, dude. It's going to be very interesting to see what happens. And it's just a very interesting world as we enter 2015. And we're going to go to break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about the playoff picture and all the stuff going on. But an interesting headline coming out from uh, – from Sports Center, it seems Rex Ryan's already got job interviews lined up with San Francisco and Atlanta. Rex Ryan's wow. gonna have a job by Saturday. Yep, he will yeah. have well, a well, job by Saturday. Well look, well, look, you know what? Arthur Blank interviewed him back when he interviewed Mike Smith and really did like him then. And I don't know what the sticking points became, but they actually kept in touch apparently over this time. That's the, you know that's the word on the street from all the media people down here. And the only reason he didn't get the San Diego job back when Norv Turner did was the deal was if he if he took the job he he wanted to keep Drew Brees, and the organization wanted to keep Ryan. Uh, no, I said Ryan Leaf. Lord have mercy. Um, what's the dude? What's the quarterback of San Diego uh, now? The, the Philip Punchable Face Rivers. Uh, Close enough for me. Yeah, that the organization, you know, the organization wanted to keep keep him. And Rex said, "Well, if you want to keep that guy, and I can't have Drew Brees, and you don't need me, then." And that's how that situation played out too. So you know, Rex is a likable dude in playing. Be cool if he's in Atlanta too, and I just have to wear my Matt Ryan jersey more. What? <laughs> uh, I, wait, wait a second. Uh, it's almost Marvin, like he thinks it's him. Mar- Marvin, before we <laughs> no, break, I just have one question for you, head coach yeah. of the New York Jets. Rob Ryan. Dude, that would be... <laughs> okay, so, so let me get this straight. Let, let's take the one Ryan brother that has some <laughs> sense of social tact, remove him, and bring the guy who is the 2.30 in the morning betting on high school basketball in New Mexico, <laughs> drinking beer, yelling at all the waitresses and waiters saying, bring your ass over here, God I, damn, I you look good. Like, that guy. <laughs> that would be yeah, one of the greatest. No- him. I'd love to Rob out there. That would be I'm just one of curious. The what's, what's, also, what's Greg Schiano doing right now? Oh, no. <laughs> Trying to figure out a way to make Marissa airborne. <laughs> Tom, what's say, baby? What's say? I think that would be one of the greatest introductory press conferences of all time. Just have Woody Johnson up there and be like, look, we uh, we really love Rex. Uh, we love the energy he brought. We love the personality uh we loved everything but you know we just want to go in a really fresh new direction um and so <laughs> that's his twin brother <laughs> for whatever reason i'm just picturing everywhere rob goes he gets theme music <laughs> is it the baby elephant walk i really hope it's the baby elephant walk it's werewolf in london it would absolutely <laughs> <laughs> I, I gotta say though, honestly, seriously, seriously, if you put Rex as the head coach and Rob as the defensive coordinator, I don't think anyone could beat that team. And you know what? Halftime every game is the Ryan boys leg wrestling at center at the 50 yard line. Oh, totally, yes! totally, totally. And we get Buddy back, and we get Buddy back to referee it. Oh lord! <laughs> oh man, that'd be awesome. I'm sorry, oh, I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to hijack. I mean the last part of this. <laughs> Uh, on that horrifying note, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to play Who You Got with the playoff picture. This is the 22 Weeks Podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, PlaceToBeNation.com, and 22WeeksPodcast.wordpress.com. The following commercial is strictly for informational purposes and is not a solicitation or an offer to buy any security or investment or to participate in any trading strategy. Investing involves risk, including the possible loss of principal. Individuals should consult their financial advisors before making any investment decisions. <laughs> Blue Marble Research is an investment advisory company specializing in investment strategies using only exchange-traded funds. By making sector, country, and thematic bets solely with ETFs, Blue Marble Research shows how to blend sound, fundamental, and technical analysis to tilt the investment odds in your favor. If you're looking for a way to manage your assets more effectively, Blue Marble Research can show you the way. 
For more information, go to bluemarbleresearch.com or send an email to Blue Marble Research President Vinny Catalano at Vinny at bluemarbleresearch.com. That's V-I-N-N-Y at bluemarbleresearch.com. Blue Marble Research, managing your assets in the turbulent times ahead. Wrestling fans, Jim Ross comes to the New York Tri-State area on Friday, January 23rd, and Sunday, January 25th, with his speaking tour, Ringside, an evening and afternoon with Jim Ross. Get a chance to see Jim Ross speak about his life, career, and a whole lot more at the Starland Ballroom, Friday, January 23rd at 7 p.m., and at the Trocadero Theater in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, on Sunday, January 25th at 3 p.m. For tickets and more information, Go to AXS.com. That's AXS.com to get your chance to sit ringside with Jim Ross. Welcome back to the only podcast to where, you know, we're just, we're just excited to watch football. I just don't get it. It's the 22 Weeks Podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, PlaceToBeNation.com, and 22WeeksPodcast.wordpress.com. I am your infirmed host, Matt Ryan, joined by the panel of pigskin prognostication, Matt Foster, Alex, Hi. O- Alex oh. Oberman, <laughs> and Marvin Williams. Hi. Uh, I got no pants on. I got no pants on. Tom Garrett had to step out, but we are very glad to have had him. And it's our last episode of 2014, you guys. Yes. Uh, It is New Year's Eve when we're dropping this. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is, Matt, isn't it? Does that have any other significance for you? Uh Oh. I don't know what you mean. I'm drinking (laughs) my water while I'm saying that. Uh, Well, Matt, I mean, you know. Uh Uh-oh. (laughs) <laughs> wait this wait I'm confused it's my birthday oh it is <laughs> that's right <laughs> happy birthday brother <laughs> uh, see foster i was gonna make it a big surprise with cake and candles and everything and you ruined it it's your fault over now, the, now over the internet yes now you're not i was gonna have it shipped to your house you're gonna get a cookie puss but now you're not getting a cookie puss <laughs> Yeah, oh, should, that... should I call Insomnia and cancel that order? Yeah, you should. <laughs> no, no, you're not. I'm sorry. Yeah, we canceled that order. You're not getting it. I love it. No, dude, you don't know. Silverman <laughs> knows. I know. <laughs> On that creepy note, gentlemen, it is the first week of the playoffs. Are we excited? Don't talk yeah. about playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love to talk about playoffs. There's one game in particular I'm not going to talk about because I don't want to mm. jinx it. But I'd love to Which talk about the playoffs. Well, oddly Which enough, one is uh, that? Cowboys. Yeah, it must be. Cowboys, the, Cowboys and the Lions. Oh, the Jets. <laughs> that's right. The Jets against Cincinnati. Yes, yeah. Jets. Oh, oh, God. We're in 2007. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, yes, I am. I just got through watching that game on my computer on iTunes. <laughs> Why? Why? <laughs> because I needed something good. <laughs> to remind him of a simpler time. Yeah. <laughs> you know what was good? You know what was good about a simpler time? Rich Kotite. Uh-huh. Uh, I saw Rich Kotite coach a jet team once. It wasn't good. It wasn't very good. Uh, it's time for who you got. We have four games this week, so we can get through all of them within an hour. It's gonna be fun. No, we're not. Yeah, I know. We're gonna be here for eight weeks. <laughs> Okay, so we're starting on Saturday, and it's time for the battle of who can care less. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We're not doing this. The playoffs. We can't have a battle for who could care less in the playoffs. That's just not possible. Well, when there's a seven and nine team there, you kind of can. But they're we're not, not seven and nine. They're seven, eight, and one. Silly. That's true. And they're the home team. They <laughs> are. <laughs> and there is a there is a chip on that team's shoulder. And they're six point favorites. Well, you remember what happened the last time they played the Cardinals in the playoffs? Was that the NFC Jake title DeLome, uh, Jake DeLome, Jake DeLome all over the field and threw six interceptions and lost that game. <laughs> the boy. And, and um, the game we're talking about is the Arizona Cardinals going up against Matt Foster's Carolina Panthers. The 7-8-1 Panthers against the 11-5 Cardinals in, in Charlotte. Woo! I'm not. I'm not gonna say anything. I'm not gonna yell. I'm not gonna scream. I'm just gonna say that I'm taking the Cardinals. Uh, I, I'm. 
I am legitimately abstaining. <laughs> uh, I, I am taking... Pussy. <laughs> no, I know what happens when I pick them. That's why I'm abstaining. Fair enough, fair enough. I am <laughs> taking the Cardinals for one simple reason. It's Ron Sweet Rivera guy. coaching a playoff game. <laughs> it's Ron Rivera coaching a playoff game against someone who's a lot better of a coach than him. I just I, I can't I can't I can't pick the Panthers. I just I, I legally cannot pick the Panthers because they're seven eight and one going. Oh, up you've the, uh, you've been consulting Shapiro again? Yeah, yes, I have. Uh, yeah. Watch his new press conference on Facebook. He's a piece of garbage. He certainly is, but he gets those YouTube hits. He gets those yeah. YouTube hits. Uh, it's all about them hits. That's right. Speaking of hits, Alex Soberman, who you got? Whew. I was really hoping that Foster was going to make a pick because I was then going to take a lot of money out to Vegas. Um, <laughs> but being that he's not, I got to really think about this. Uh, I mean, Carolina is the favorite. They're the yeah. favorite in this one. And uh, the over-under mm, going Basically, about some depending on who you look at between thirty-seven and a half and thirty-eight points. I, I'm, I hitched my wagon to Bruce Arians earlier in the season, and I kind of have to keep going with that. I really, I really think that the uh, that the Cardinals are the real deal, but I will not be surprised if if Carolina pulls this out, and we have to listen. To Happy Foster for another week. I can't. I'm gonna um, be happy it. anyway. They they made the playoffs. I'm thrilled with that. I can't stand. And no it. one else can say that. And no one else can say <laughs> that. We can't. It's it's done. It's done. Oh, don't worry. I've been I've been getting all sorts of uh, four letter words sent to me by Matt all week. Yeah. <laughs> you have how many hit? of them end in T? <laughs> well, th- no more oh. than usual. Uh, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I bet you there are a lot of K's. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just gonna I'm gonna sit here, sip my tea, and stay out of it. You know, you you know what you've got coming to you, boy. Uh, You're not sending me another ham, are you? Yes, I am. Oh, I, I'm not gonna eat them anymore. I learned my lesson the first time. A ham for every round they make the playoffs. <laughs> oh my goodness! You're just gonna be out like at least thirty bucks. I don't know how much those hams cost. It's worth it. I get him from a guy. His name is Giorgio. He sells him on the guy. street corner. I got a guy. I got a ham guy, yes. Isn't that the guy you told me to avoid when I was in Brooklyn? Yes. <laughs> Why do you think I go to him for poison ham? What do you think? <laughs> it's, not, it's not like I, I, I think he's a savory individual. He sells me unsavory, savory things. I, I, I wouldn't invite him over for a nice cup of tea. Wait a minute. Wait By a minute. The way, Did you... Didn't you send me to him for kosher meat? <laughs> Moving that, on. Unsavory, savory things is the name of this episode, by the way. Yep, I'm, 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 I'm sending myself <laughs> that email now. Next up, <laughs> it is a AFC North showdown in the wild. Country. Oh, wait, I didn't pick. Let oh, me pick. I'm sorry, Doc. I get to pick. I was, you know, just because. Hey, dude. Um, real quick. I hate to say it. Um, if I'm going, I'm going with the Cardinals just because I just feel like as soon as the Panthers, no offense, start seeing some adversity, all of a sudden the smiles stop with that team and just things just start to go sideways really fast. I think they did a great job against Atlanta, but Atlanta was imploding on itself anyway. And uh, I just see the Cardinals having enough. If the Cardinals get through this, then we'll, I think we have a chance of seeing that. NFC home team for the Super Bowl thing all over again. I just really do. I, I, I like those odds. I like those odds a lot. And I apologize for not letting you go, Marvin. I just wanted to get, <laughs> I wanted to get through that game as quickly as possible because I can't talk about Foster's happiness. I can't. It's why Foster. I'm sick this week. I'm sick. I'm tired. <laughs> and it's because my spirit's being drained by Matt Foster being happy. It's, it, there's something wrong with Can't the other Try having a job where I do, and your spirit will be broken in no time. Mm, I would be surprised you are even here. Uh, <laughs> speaking of spirits being broken, it's the 10-6 and 6 Ravens going up against the 11-5 and 5 Steelers. The AFC North has three teams in the playoffs, and they're all playing in the wild card round. It's an wow. interesting stat. Pittsburgh's the three-and-a-half-point favorite. Doc, I'm putting you on the spot here. 
She who is you, brilliant and beautiful is going to be watching this yeah. game very closely. You, you know what, man? She's so upset with the Steelers right now just because of who they're allowing to remain as quarterback that I can't even say his name. So oh, we'll just do, do it. Yeah, exactly. So we just do it this way. Um, you know, with these two teams, it's going to be whoever has the ball last, I have a feeling, you know. And, you know, the way Baltimore got in, I mean, they weren't playing great ball to begin with. You know, they were playing good enough ball, but the AFC North is just so tough. I, I really see the Steelers being able to hold it together and get through this round. And if they get to this round, they're going to probably pose maybe the biggest challenge to one of the front runners in the AFC that, you know, that anyone else I think could. So I'm going with the Steelers. Yeah, it's a very good point, but the way this Ravens team has faced adversity this season, losing Ray True. Rice and True. basically True. having to rebuild that entire offense around Forsett, who had an 1,000-yard season this year. Let's not let's not lie that he's not had a t- tremendous season. Le'Veon Bell, I don't think he's playing this week. He's questionable. And I yeah. heard- I have yeah, a Steelers, a, a friend who's a Steelers fan, who posed a very interesting hypothetical with ads. Which is? The Steelers need a receiver. Oh, boy. Why not Ray Rice? Mm. Yeah, I don't see that happening. No, I don't see it happening from a PR standpoint, but it would be it would be interesting. I don't think I don't even think they can sign players from the free agent. Yeah. Can they? That's yeah. true. It, yeah. Right? yeah, you can't. Yeah. Uh, 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 who, uh, who was it signed with uh I know a couple of cats who signed with teams right before the Super Bowl. Oh. Um you know, so you're you're up to whatever as long as there's a spot on the roster, it can be filled by any eligible free agent. Yeah, that'll be really interesting, but I, I'm taking Baltimore just because of that, even though the Steelers have been great at home this year. I think Baltimore may be able to edge out that three-and-a-half-point deficit that they've got on the line heading into mm-hmm. the game. This is uh, Tuesday going into Wednesday, so that line may change, but as of now, Pittsburgh are the three-and-a-half-point favorites, but I think Baltimore may be able to edge them out. Uh, Soaps, who you got? I don't know. Is it just me or in the last couple of weeks, every time I think of Ben Roethlisberger, I think about a Jello pudding pop? Wow. <laughs> Too soon? He, he has been knocked around an awful lot. Yeah. Too soon? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, let me put it this way. Uh, let's see. Well, we do have a Harbaugh in the playoffs. We do. Uh, and my, my mm. plan did not come to fruition. I'm a little and, sad about that. I got to tell you, the Ravens, I you, in the last couple of years, you can't count out the Ravens in the postseason. And I'm going to I'm going to take the take the theory that, you know, forget the regular season. Now we're in a, a second season, a new season. The Ravens know how to win in the postseason. Uh, they've done it in the last. They've done it not last year, year before um, they've. <laughs> They've been very hot when they get to this point. You can't count them out. And that's why I'm going to go with the Ravens. Smart. And, and, but, and the Ravens know that the rule for the Ravens rule, number one, we are not hiring anyone else named Ray. That's it. No. Oh, nice. What about Ray Lucas? Ray <laughs> Lucas needs a job. I, th- I think oh Carolina goodness. has the same rule in place for other reasons. Oh, so boy. No. Speaking, ooh, speaking ooh. of the... The worst, the worst human being to ever put on a pair of cleats. Yeah. N- now, Wait, yeah. Who? That does include Vinny Testaverde. I'm kidding. Yes. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Ooh, I'm kidding. Ooh. There's going to be like three Browns fans that are going to want to string you up now, Matt. Yeah, they've been wanting to totally. do that for years. <laughs> uh, Fosty Bear, who you got? <laughs> Uh, well, this is a game that's not going to be measured in score as much as it's going to be measured in body count. Jesus. This is yeah. the Freddy yeah. versus Jason of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this, this I'm going a with Baltimore. I'm going with Baltimore, and I'm saying that behind a closed door so no one comes jumping out at me. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think Baltimore wins. I think it's going to be close. It's going to be fun. It's going to be brutal, but I think Baltimore ekes out the win. It's certainly going to be very interesting. Saturday has some really good games, but Sunday is bringing Sunday. the ruckus with yeah, man. and the Bengals. That one's going to be fun to watch. Uh, it's Andrew Luck and his 4,761 yards and 40 touchdowns. The man threw for 40 touchdowns this year. 
Wow. That's not people numbers. He's not wow. he he's he's an he's an alien. He's an Amish alien. Uh, I am taking the Colts. Uh, it's a three and a half point line. I think they exceed that line. And totally. Chuck Pagano outcoaches Marvin Lewis. It's like a cat being cat trying to box with God. Uh, Doc, who you got? <laughs> I'm with you. Uh, you know, the Colts are just playing better ball. Uh, the Colts, I think, are a stronger team. The Colts, I think, are more organized between OC and DCs. Um, the only, the only thing that, the only thing that I would say about Cincinnati that gives them a shot, and I say this all the time when it comes down to games like this, if they can drag Indianapolis into the dirt, into the mud, and make it chest high, and they can give them a chance to sort of like, to, you, you're not going to stop Luck, you're not going to stop T.Y. Hilton, I mean, you know, you're not going to stop these guys, so you need to just throw down the anchor. If they can make it that sort of game now, Indianapolis has shown us that they can win those games too. But that would, but that would give Cincinnati the very best chance with the way they're playing right now. I, you know what? But it's going to be very interesting. Yeah, but you know, I, but I think the Colts are going to get it done. Foster, who you got, buddy? I find it very difficult to pick against the Colts, especially in a situation like this. I think you're right. Chuck Pagano is a better coach. I think Andrew Luck is a football playing demon. Um, I, I've got the Colts winning it. I've got the Colts going as far as the AFC Championship. Wow. So yeah, yeah. I I think it's them. And, uh, I think they go there. I, I it's gonna be a very interesting playoff. It's gonna be very interesting to see. I think the AFC playoffs present as much intrigue as the NFC playoffs without, you know, the yelling at the Panthers and the, the sacrilegious inclusion of the Dallas Cowboys. You are really you are really mad about the Panthers making the playoffs. I'm, Why can't you be happy for I'm you? happy for you. I'm just happy I'm not happy that the NFC South exists. That's hey, nobody well, you is. and you and the rest of the universe, buddy. I know. Yeah, I well know. I know. It's amazing though that this took this long for a back-to-back champion. It, it it a decade. It took over a decade. Yeah, twelve years. I really can believe. I really can believe that when I read that, I said, "This is it can't be." Somebody missed something. And it's the most yeah. haphazard way to crown a back-to-back it, champion ever. It, it, it's like they. How appropriate a losing record. How appropriate <laughs> for the losingest division. The Seahawks made the playoffs. At the Seahawks made the playoffs two years ago. They were at I didn't hear anybody complaining about that. They were at 500. They weren't at a losing Excuse record. Me. They were at 500. Do I still get to pick yes, this? Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Um, okay. <laughs> I'm taking the Colts. I'm taking the over. And I am 90% sure that in Indianapolis, Andrew Luck is going to go and change his name legally to Andrew Unitas Luck. <laughs> Oh, that's how good he is. I can, I can agree. Black piece and all, right? Um, <laughs> I want that to happen. That man's got hair you can set a watch to. And now for the game that does I, that mean he ends up in? Sorry, ends up in San Diego. <laughs> ends up in San Diego and starts smoking weed. Yeah, I like where this is going. I like. It. You got it. <laughs> Isn't that what happened with United? It's like the second he got to San Diego, he just yeah, started totally. lighting up. Yeah. <laughs> Dan Fouts will do that. Great story when he walked in on those guys that he realized were smoking weed, and he was like, uh, oh, those are... What's the story? Tell the story. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I thought everybody knew this. All right. So, um, you know, uh, Johnny, you know, Johnny U was Johnny U. He was a competitor to the end, and, you know, he you know, he was not ready to hang it up. Uh, his rights, he, his rights, I think, got sent or bought by San Diego because he wasn't, he wasn't going to allow himself to necessarily be quote-unquote cut from baltimore so he goes out to san diego and he's with and so you know here, here you are in san diego you have what basically became the birth of air coriel is going on and you know for the first time as he said you know i'm playing on a team with a lot of uh a, a lot of a lot of black guys so <laughs> he says he noticed in between all the practice sessions all a lot of cats would disappear to like one of the back weight rooms so, you know, no one would ever really mess with him. No one ever really talked. You know, he was Johnny you, Johnny you, Johnny you, sir, sir, sir. And he was like, you know what? I'm one of the guys, too. So he says he walks back. Once, so one day he decides to walk back to one of his room, and it gets really quiet. So all the guys are sitting around a table. 
And he said he happened to notice they were sharing a cigarette. And he says, uh, hey, fellas, how you doing? They said, hey, Johnny, you, how you doing, buddy? He goes, I can bring you guys a pack of cigarettes, man. You don't have to share. And he said the smell of the cigarette hit him. And he goes, oh. And I forgot what the lineman was. I forgot who he said the lineman was. The lineman said, so, uh, Johnny, you, you want to hit? He says, you know what? I think I'm okay. And <laughs> excused himself from the room. <laughs> That's why John Unitas is the greatest quarterback Great in football story. history. That, that's, that's right. Uh, the, the, the final game of the week is the Detroit Lions at 11-5 are going up against the 12-4 NFC East champion. Dallas, Don't say it. Dallas Cowboys. Don't say it. D- Dallas, Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> oh. Oh, he managed to say it without screaming. He manages. The Detroit, the Dallas, Dallas Kick Cowboys are seven-point seven favorites. Yeah, they they are seven-point favorites. Not not gonna scream. I'm not gonna yell. I'm not gonna do any of that. I'm just gonna defer to Doctor Marvin Williams. <laughs> well, it's going to be another week of not screaming or yelling because I Dallas, I think, is in the right groove to take on where uh, Detroit is. I know, I believe, and I believe uh, Indomitian Sue's uh, suspension was uh, overturned. Was overturned, and so it was reduced to a fine. So, um, you know, it, here's the thing. Um, Dallas is playing with a little nasty in them right now. And I think that's what they needed to do despite the coaching, despite everything else. And, um, you know, no, you know, nothing taken away from where Detroit is, but I think Detroit surprised they are where they are this year with the way their season was going, even though, even though it seemed to start with like a little promise, but it went sideways fast. Um, Dallas is playing better football and they have, the new, you know, the next set of triplets going. You know, they have a quarterback, they have a running back, and they have a wide receiver. And now they, ha- you know, now you match those three with uh, Witten as a tight end, who can, you know, you know has, you know, the probably the highest football IQ of maybe anybody on the team. Um, with him, Bryant, Murray, and Romo, they're just so. They're just so potent right now, and the the so many of the games that we're used to seeing Dallas lose, they're winning. So many games we're used to seeing Dallas sort of kind of crap the bed at the end, they're not doing that anymore. And if anything, they're playing with a different kind of resolve. You're seeing more of a unified front on the sideline as opposed to there's offense, there's defense, there's the stars. So, and a lot of that apparently goes, credit goes to Des Bryant. God bless him that he's finding a way to fight through his own demons to get this stuff done because this means a lot to him. So, um, it's kind of hard to go against their mojo right now. And uh, I kind of see Dallas taking one more week. It, it's certainly going to be an interesting game, and I'm trying to not yell and scream about this and get, get off. Oh, please do. I'm not, I'm not going to. It makes me feel better. No, I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna be calm. I'm gonna be nice. I'm gonna defer to Matt Foster. Uh, even with Sue back, I don't see Dallas losing this game. I, I just Dallas is they're really good right now, man. I don't like saying that either, but at least it means Jero's running around doing crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. No. He might volunteer himself to be stepped on by Sue so none of his players get hurt. No, 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 Soberman. Which, by the way, how is that an accident? No, no. Look, you know, there's something wrong with that dude. I'm sorry. There is something wrong with that dude. You know, he's a very intelligent guy. He's a... You know, I've heard from all accounts from people who've met him and, and, you know, the way he takes care of his little sister and the whole nine, that he's a really sweet guy. But when he puts on a helmet, he turns into an offensive lineman, man, with just a little bit of dirt, a little bit of nasty in him, and he can't turn it off. And, and, and he just does stuff, even on plays where he doesn't get called, where you go, that kind of walks the line. I mean, football, I'm, I'm sorry, I mean, I know, I'm sorry, I know you got to get to your pick, but football is really a gentleman's game. You can knock the hell out of somebody, you can still pick them up. 
you know, and, and there's certain lines you don't cross. You don't you don't hurt anybody. I mean, that's just something you don't do. And when you do, you see guys who hurt cats. They, they're like you can you can see their emotional mindset is wiped because they know that they're the cause of this cat now maybe ending his career. And and but there's but there's something different about this cat, man. He I don't know. It, he, he he's got that kind of he's got that LT kind of crazy that Dick Butt gets kind of crazy where as soon as you as you said put on that helmet it's a completely different person it's a completely different mentality. yeah but those guys never played to hurt anybody though those guys never played to hurt and 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 LT apologized for years to Theisman yeah. about that hit that broke his leg he apologized I mean and you know and you know LT never apologized for anything but he apologized to Theisman for years and still does on occasion how bad he feels about that moment. You know, to hurt somebody in their career, to be willing to do that. Chuck Bednarik. Chuck Bednarik. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what that mentality is. That's Chuck Bednarik mentality. That is the I will. Yeah. Jack Lambert, too. That is that broken glass, broken soul ideology. It it's just he's a mon he's a he's an animal. He's a monster. He is the he's a wrecking machine when he goes out on the field. He is no longer Dominican Sue, the lovely gentleman and affable member of society. He is the eater of worlds. He is Apocalypse. Yeah. They got Megatron yeah. and Apocalypse. It's not a good it's not a good combination. Mm-hmm. That's why uh Alex Soberman, it is your turn to pick. Um can I just like Pick death and destruction upon mine enemies. That's that's kind of what Indomitable no. is. So that's... oh, so well, I guess I'm picking the lions then. I'm picking the lions in spite. I'm picking the lions and not an over and under, just spite. I okay, okay. I second that motion. And, and if you're not gonna yell and screw about it, I am. God darn it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, I'm trying to take the Buddhist approach towards the end of the I'm new sorry, year. You're gonna have to, I'm sorry, you're going to have to bleep that. Yes, I, 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 it's a uh, horrible language, horrible language. On that note, we want to thank you for joining us for the 17 regular season weeks and every single week we've been on the air in 2014. We want to thank you for being a part of this show, and we want you to continue supporting the show as we head into 2015. The episode count is dwindling, but we are ramping up for some of our best episodes of this season. We're getting ready for the next rounds of the playoffs and the Super Bowl. We'll have a Pro Bowl extravaganza for you that you won't want to miss. Follow us on Twitter. Follow Tom Garrett at The Axis of Ego. You can find his writing on Cover32.com, Hogshaven.com, and his personal website, TheAxisOfEgo.com. Follow Marvin Williams on Twitter at The Side Notes. Marvin, you got any writing coming out this week? You know, I finally, I finally got to a point where I can get that uh, offensive line article. It'll be popping up probably as the time you drop this show. So I finally got that going as well as I'm going to do an article on wide receiver play. As I promised a month ago, it's finally going to get done. So uh, both of those will be up in the next two weeks. Well, we eagerly anticipate that. Go over to his Twitter right now, the side notes, and get all that fantastic Marvin goodness in your earballs and eyeballs. <laughs> you could follow Alex Silverman. Earballs? I didn't know how many earballs there were. There <laughs> you'll learn. You'll learn. Oh, and <laughs> I just want to give a shout out because I'm gonna tell you that our Pro Bowl show is gonna be better than the actual Pro Bowl. That is we not guarantee that it. We will actually be playing a game of Tecmo Bowl and it'll be better than the Pro Bowl. Well most funerals are better than the Pro Bowl. I was just gonna too, turn on Madden ninety four and see what happens. <laughs> you can follow Soberman on Twitter at Alex S O B E one two three on the Twitter machine, and you can follow the good the good Matthew Foster at Matthew D Foster on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter at I'm Matt Ryan. You can follow the show at Twenty Two Weeks Pod. Alex Soberman and I appeared in a a promotional video for Two KW Pro's next event, the next step. Tickets are available at Two KWPro.com. Go over to KW Pro on on Facebook and or Twitter to see the video. Matthew Ryan Shapiro had a press conference earlier this week, and the video is up now on YouTube. Go to Matthew Ryan Shapiro's YouTube channel to watch that one. It will be something you really don't want to miss. And also, He's human garbage. 
Yes, he is. And you can see that piece of human garbage live Saturday night, January 17th at Darrow's Extreme Fitness, 1123 Close Avenue in the Bronx, New York. Once again, for tickets and more information, go to 2kwpro.com or at 2kwpro on Twitter. You can go on January 23rd and 25th to go see Jim Ross live at the Starland Ballroom or the Trocadero Theater. For more information on that, go to AXS.com. That is AXS.com. We will be back next week. It is the start of the divisional rounds in the NFC and AFC. We're going to preview them and so much more. We may have more coaches fired and hired between these next seven days. Till next time, we'll see you on the other side of Sunday. Enjoy the games, everybody. This was a production of Gotta Say It Media. Executive producers Matthew Ryan and Marvin Williams. For more information, go to 22weekspodcast.wordpress.com.